Welcome with looking up a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things. It's all still happening out there in space, which cares nothing for this tiny blue-green planet and its carbon-based life forms. Comets are whizzing about same as ever, and in fact there's one unfortunately not visible from the southern hemisphere, Comet Atlas. It was hailed by early spotters as having the potential to be a very bright comet, but now appears to be disintegrating and fading away. Such is life. Currently, it's in the constellation of Camelopardalis. And if you haven't heard of that constellation before, it's because it's way up in the north. And the comet Atlas is about the same distance away as the Sun, 150 million kilometres. So light from the comet needs to travel for eight minutes to reach the Earth. By the way, if you're wondering what on earth that word Camelopardalis means, well, strangely for a Northern Hemisphere constellation, it means giraffe. At the time of naming, there was no word for giraffe, so they used a concatenation of camel and leopard. And clearly, the astronomers of the day, or night, had never seen a giraffe, or probably even a camel or a leopard. So, what else is happening in space and astronomy? How are they being affected by current world affairs? And the answer right now is not greatly. Astronomers are data scientists who receive data by computer, and that data corresponds to observations they have commissioned at telescopes in the past. Some of these telescopes can be robotically operated, and some are in space and operated by people on Earth through computer. Also, telescopes are usually in remote places and many of them are being kept going by a skeleton staff. At some point, if this lockdown goes on for half a year or more, there may be a stack of observations not taking place and this will have an impact on the research of many astronomers. But for now, the impact is not large. Also, there are banks of data from historical observations and space missions which can be plundered for interesting phenomena. So for the time being, let's not feel too sorry for astronomers. Of course, they can't fly around the world to conferences, but a lot of that communication can be done using teleconferencing from their own spare rooms or wherever. In fact, many square kilometre array engineers and scientists who work for the South African Radio Astronomy Observatory, SARAO, are spending their time volunteering to help the needy at this time, as well as continuing with their work remotely. And SARAO is spearheading a project to design and manufacture South African ventilators for use in hospitals. As far as space goes, well, the International Space Station continues to hurtle around the planet with its precious cargo of humans. On the 9th of April, a Soyuz rocket sent three people to the space station for a six-month stay, which is taking social isolation to the extreme. From their position in Baikonur, Kazakhstan, it takes six hours to reach the space station and dock. Although the space station is very close to the Earth at a mere 400 kilometres, this particular mission orbited the Earth four times before catching up with the International Space Station. The crew, which followed the usual quarantine period prior to the flight, forewent the typical practice of inviting their family members and other guests to Baikonur to watch the launch. It's normal for the crew to be in isolation prior to launch in case they already have a disease which can't be treated in space. The three astronauts on board this space station already returned to Earth the following day on the 10th of April. Well, that's not all that is happening. SpaceX is preparing to launch the first crewed test flight of its Dragon spacecraft, possibly as soon as mid to late May. So space engineering isn't greatly affected either. 
the conditions for building spacecraft require extreme hygiene protocols anyway, and you may be familiar with the sight of engineers building space rockets and payloads in their clean rooms, wearing hazmat suits and masks, so they're already working in exceptionally clean environments to make sure that whatever goes up into space is free of contamination or anything which could cause instrument failure. So that's the news from space and astronomy. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. Yeah.